You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Luke chapter 2 in your Bibles, Luke chapter 2 and verse 25. And uh, thank you so much, Pastor, for this opportunity. And uh, Jeremy, my brother, he's one of my favorite preachers. I love hearing him uh, every time he speaks, and uh, so I'm grateful any time that uh, he's willing to give up the pulpit and let me uh, preach and invest in my life, so I appreciate that. Uh, Luke chapter 2, just a quick background before we start in verse 25, uh, we read in Luke 2 about the Christmas story, and many of us, I'm sure, uh, read the Christmas story a month ago, and we, we read about the birth of Jesus, and really, uh, Matthew sums up the Christmas story in one word, and that's the word Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Though Jesus was rich in heaven, he became poor and came to earth. And it's a wonderful Christmas story. So if you haven't uh, read it, I encourage you to do that. So uh, now, eight days later, after the birth of Jesus, we find this story in verse 25 of Luke, where Jesus is brought to the temple in Jerusalem for a baby dedication, where Mary and Joseph, his parents, would present him Uh, to the Lord, as was the custom of the Jews uh, there in Jerusalem. And that's where we're going to pick up uh, in verse number 25 of Luke 2. Follow along with me, uh, if you will. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 25, the Bible says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Wow, what a story. And this, this story is often overlooked, but it's, it's an amazing story that this man in the temple, just like every other day, but he was so focused on the coming of the Messiah. And no doubt he knew the Old Testament scriptures in Daniel 9 that prophesied the coming of the Lord and he was ready. And although uh, he was doing after the custom of the law and performing a lot of things that was required of him, he still knew that the presence of God was better than any of that. So we, we find that, that, that this man, Simeon, he embraced Jesus and he worshipped Jesus. He loved him and, and, and he worshipped the presence of God. It's an amazing story. And the next story would be an event even better than the baby dedication. An event 12 years later, uh, Jesus is now 12 years old and he's about to go to Jerusalem again for the Passover. And the Passover was an event that was all about Jesus. It was all about what God had done for Israel in delivering them. And it was all about the coming Messiah, Jesus, who was now on his way. The great arrival of Jesus at his own event in Jerusalem. A few things that might be helpful to know about the Passover before we go to the story is that at the Passover, 250,000 families would attend the Passover to worship God. 
Not 250,000 people, but 250,000 families would attend. That's a big, a big group of people. At the Passover, 613 uh, laws would be kept and, and psalms would be sung about the coming Messiah. Psalms like, tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord. Psalms talking about how they were waiting for the presence of the Lord to come and now Jesus was on his way to this big event. 250,000 families. Who would be the Simeon in this story? Who would be the one or, or the many that would recognize Jesus as the Messiah for the God that he is? Let's read the story in verse 41 of Luke chapter 2. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. When they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? In verse 50, and they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. That's it? You now I read that story and think, where's the Simeon in the story? Right. An event all about Jesus, all about his coming. They were worshiping him. They were singing songs about him. They were performing all these laws. They were, they were sacrificing lambs, representing the Passover lamb that was in their midst. The presence of God was with them, but everybody missed him? Is that possible? Out of 250,000 families, no one was looking for the one person that it was all about. A year ago at school, uh, I remember it was a Saturday night, and I had the privilege to go to one of my friend's birthday parties uh, on campus at the school that I attend. And I remember going to it, and I was, my plan was just to go, you know, eat, uh, have some fun with friends, and then leave. You know, I had a paper the next week. And so I went. And of course, I enjoyed the cake and ice cream, and you know, we had some, some fun and some games and everything. And, and I was getting ready to leave, and I remember one of my friends nudged me and he said, you know, are, are you going to you know, say happy birthday to him? You know? <laughs> and and as, as foolish, I felt very foolish, and I was like, well, yeah, of course, you know, I'm going to, you know, but I had forgotten, really. <laughs> and and the, sad, the sad reality is that I went and I enjoyed that party, and I had fun with my friends, and I enjoyed the, the food that was there, and I was getting ready to leave without even acknowledging the one person that it was all about. And, you know, I felt very convicted that night. Like, what kind of a friend am I, you know? Uh, to, to go there and not even acknowledge him or say anything to him or give him a gift or anything like that, just to enjoy what was happening at the party. You know, that's, that's what happened in the story is everybody was gathered to worship God, but nobody even realized that the presence of God was with them the one person that they were singing about, and they missed him. What a difference between Simeon at the temple and the Passover here. I'd like to share two simple truths from these two stories in Luke about the presence of God and how it applies to us today. Number one, don't miss Jesus. It's simple, but don't miss Jesus. You know, the Passover is a lot like our lives today as Christians. 
We look back at all, all that God has done for us, and he's given us salvation, and he came to earth, and the Christmas story, and that's great. And then we look forward to his coming, and, and we're looking forward to heaven and being with him. But we so often can miss the presence of God in our lives right now. He's here with us. The presence of God is here. He will never leave us nor forsake us. See, there were 250,000 people there at the Passover, but they missed the one person it was about. There were 250,000 lambs. Each family would bring a lamb to, to sacrifice to God. But they missed the ultimate sacrifice that was there to take away their sins forever. They all missed Jesus. Don't miss Jesus. Simeon didn't miss Jesus. How come Simeon didn't miss Jesus? The Bible tells us in the story we read with Simeon that Simeon was just and devout. The word devout literally means to set your focus and your attention completely on God. See, even though the same rituals and the same customs and the same religion was present at both events, Simeon realized all these things are good, but my focus has got to be on the truth of Jesus and the presence of God that's better than all these things. Simeon realized that. Simeon had his priorities in check. I don't know how it is for you, but for me, I have a hard time uh, multitasking. You know, I have a hard time thinking about one thing and also trying to carry a conversation. You know, when I'm driving, I have a hard time keeping everybody safe and also having a conversation that's intelligent. And so sometimes I just have to, to, to make the decision, okay, what's the priority here? You know, keeping us safe and getting where we're supposed to go or having this conversation that we could easily have, you know, when we get to where we're going. And I wonder, I wonder how many of us need to say no to some things to say yes to God. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah. The word looking in Hebrews 12, 2 literally means to look away from in order to look to wow. Jesus. I wonder today what things we need to look away from in order to set our affection and our focus completely on Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Just like at the Passover, our lives are all about him. Don't miss him. Don't miss Jesus. Why? Because number two, Jesus is better. Jesus is better. At the Passover, 250,000 lambs, excuse me, being sacrificed is good, but the Passover lamb, Jesus, is better. 613 laws were kept, and that's good, but the fulfillment of the law, Jesus, is better. Singing songs about Jesus is good, but worshiping Jesus is so much better. Knowing the word of God is good, but knowing the God of the word, Jesus, is better. Waiting for Jesus is good, but walking with Jesus now is better. Jesus is better. Just ask Simeon. In that account that we read with Simeon, says that when he embraced Jesus and, and he recognized Jesus as the Messiah and, and he was in the presence of God, that he had a peace. You know, a perfect peace can only be found in the presence of a perfect God. Only Jesus can satisfy. You can do a lot of things for God and you can serve God and you can try to fill that void, but only Jesus himself can fill that void. Only Jesus satisfied. Perfect peace can only be found in the presence of a perfect God. And Simeon knew that. See, I get it. Jesus is better. Jesus is great. If only Jesus were here today. If Jesus walked in, I would not miss him. If the presence of God were here, I would not miss the presence of God. Could anything be better than Jesus with us? 
Well, let's ask Jesus in John chapter 16 and verse 7. Jesus is speaking to his disciples who are grieving. And they're sad because Jesus is now about ready to go to heaven, to leave them. See, his disciples knew that Jesus was better. They had seen him perform miracles. They had spent time with him. They knew that was the presence of God with them. They didn't want him to leave. And so Jesus says in John 16, 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for, for you that I go away. The word expedient means better. So Jesus is saying, I tell you the truth, it's better for you that I go away. And as I'm reading that, I'm scratching my head. How could it be better for Jesus to leave them? How could it be good for the presence of God to leave? What could be better than Jesus with you? And Jesus answers that question. And he says, because if I go away, I can send the comforter to come. See, the comforter is the Holy Spirit. In other words, what Jesus is saying in John 16 is the only thing better than Jesus with you is Jesus in you. And the Holy Spirit today, if we are saved, lives in us. And even better than if Jesus were here with us physically, he lives inside of us. And the presence of God is with us today. You know, I wonder how many of us have the false sense, uh, false reality that the presence of God only comes at certain events or certain camp meetings or certain revival services with, with oh, this, this, this special list of preachers. You know, when they preach or when this happens, then the presence of God is there and then I'll respond. But the presence of God is already here. How will we respond to his presence? It's not a matter of if God will come. See, a lot of times we're waiting on God to do something when in reality he's waiting on us to respond to him. He's already here. You know, I miss a lot of things uh, growing up. I have a lot of great memories growing up. And, and uh, my dad passed away a few years ago. Uh, but I have a lot of great memories of things that he did for me. He gave me a lot of great gifts. Uh, and it did a lot of things for me. But it, if I'm honest, looking back, there's only one thing that I really miss. And that's his presence. See, I don't really remember a lot of what he gave me or any of that. It, that, that was great at the time. But, but the best thing about my dad was when he would spend time with me. It was his presence. And I wonder, as Christians, if we're so consumed with the blessings of God and, and what God does for us that we miss his presence. We accept his gifts. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll accept all the things that he does for us and his blessings, but, but when it comes to spending time with him, no, we're good. See, we want his blessings, but we don't want his presence in our lives. And if we do want his presence, it's only to, to comfort us in suffering. It's not to convict us of sin, but he's always with us. If we're saved, the presence of God is with us. If I were to ask uh, you tonight what the best thing was about heaven to you, we might get a lot of different answers, uh, but in reality, if we're all honest with ourselves, I think we'd all agree that the best thing about heaven is the presence of God. Being in the presence of God is the best thing that will be in heaven. So if the best thing about heaven is the presence of God, then we have the best thing about heaven in our hearts today. Why wait? See, Simeon knew that waiting for God was good, but walking with him now, that's better. See, we have the presence of God now. Why wait? Why wait for heaven to enjoy time with him today? I wonder how we will respond to his presence right now. See, I wonder at the Passover, 
How many times at that, that feast that Jesus was there and he was, he was performing the laws and he was, he was participating in everything that, Jew, that, that, that the Jews were. But I wonder how many times he was, he was just looking at everybody and realizing, these are the people that I'm going to die for. And they're all missing the point. They're all missing that I'm with them now. They're looking forward to something in the future and saying that they love me, but they're not even looking, they're not even focused on me and my presence with them. And I wonder for us today, as we're singing songs in church, as we're, as we're going throughout our day, and we're doing a lot of things for God, but I wonder how many things we're doing with God yeah, in his presence. You know, as Christians, we have the privilege every moment of every day to live in the presence of of an almighty God that loved us and gave himself for us. See, Jesus died for us so we could live with him forever. But that forever living with Jesus does not have to start in heaven. It can start right now. He's in our hearts. You know, I wonder for us, how many of us need to come and respond to his presence, not telling God, I'll do more for you, but to say, God, I will spend more time with you the one that did everything for me and, and gave me life and gave me a home in heaven, but I'm not going to wait to spend time with you. How foolish is it to say that you love someone and say, oh yeah, I can't wait to spend time with you, you know, down the road, but then ignore their presence right now. It's, you can't love someone and ignore their presence. So I'd ask you, are you missing Jesus today in your life? Don't miss Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is better. He's better than your circumstances. He's better than your sin. He's better than all that because he already conquered it. He already came to earth and conquered death and rose again so we could live forever with him and that forever starts now. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.